Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. The New York Times reported that you booked massages with 66 different women over a 17-month period. Does that number 66 seem right to you? Um, I mean, I can answer. I, I, I don't think so uh, for what me and my attorneys went through. But at the same time, you know, that's, a, that's more of a, a legal question that I can't really get into details about. Um, so you'll probably have to ask my attorneys and things like that to confirm. You said that uh, you had never disrespected a woman in your life and that you had no regrets about anything you did during these massage sessions. Do you still stand by that statement? Uh, I think, yeah, I think that question uh, kind of, you know, triggered a lot of people, not just women in general, but a lot of people from this, you know, in the lead from women to, to males and things like that. And what I was saying is, yes, I, I never assaulted, disrespected or harassed anyone. But at the same time, I do understand that uh, I do have regrets as far as the impact that it's have on the community and people outside of just myself. You know, and that includes my family, that includes this organization, that includes my teammates in this locker room that have to answer to these questions, that includes, you know, the fan base of the Cleveland Browns, that includes males, females, everyone across the, the world, you know. So uh, that's one thing I do regret is the impact that it's have triggered on so many people. And, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to, to have to, you know, deal with. Are you open to settling now? And what would it take to settle these? Uh, like I said, I just want to clear my name and be able to tell, let the facts and the legal uh, legal procedure, procedures continue to play out. Um, so right now, that's what that's all I'm doing is is want to clear my name and be able to let all the facts come out in the court of law and, and be able to focus on that. So Mike, this is how it's going to go. This is this is how it's going to go until there's something definitive either from the legal system or the NFL with what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson. Will they put him on paid administrative leave? Will they suspend him for eight, 10 games a year, even though the numbers continue to rise? Uh, will one grand jury, will some grand jury somewhere say, yes, uh, what, he's what he did was criminal. Will he settle? Will he settle these cases? Like, th but this is how it's going to go until something happens because I don't know about you. I really haven't learned anything new. I didn't learn anything new from Deshaun Watson. It's the same kind of dance on one side. If we're listening to or watching HBO real sports, we get an account from the women who said they had this interaction, a very negative, very hurtful in their minds. A very criminal interaction with Deshaun Watson. When we hear that, that's what we get. That's what we get. When we hear Deshaun Watson, he denies that he's ever disrespected a woman. He never assaulted a woman. I've never done anything. Uh, I want to clear my name. And so, unless you're, unless you can read minds and read hearts, I don't really know what you draw from this. If you take Deshaun Watson's side, maybe you know something about Deshaun Watson. Maybe you're a fan of the Cleveland Browns or a fan of football. And you want to see a talented player out there. If you take the women's side, 
Hey, hey, maybe as a woman, you say, I can see that happening, or it's just too many names for this to be a made-up account. But this back and forth is not really taking us anywhere, and I think it's going to continue this way until we get something definitive from either side. Um, I mean, it's, it's the ultimate he said, she said, or he said, they said uh, in this yeah. case. The thing about paid leave, and I remember this came up last all season. And, you know, I don't have the NFL's rule book in front of me, but I wonder if part of the reason that paid leave is off the table is because he's not being paid. You know, I think paid leave is for when you start to get your regular season game checks. I remember having this discussion last year. There was some element to that as to why the league didn't act last year, why they haven't done yeah. it so far. So the commissioner's exempt list, I think is specifically when you have an opportunity to start earning your checks. I could be wrong on that, but I feel like that's something that's been overlooked in the conversation about the league stepping in and acting right now. But um, and everything you said was spot on. Um, the thing that jumped out to me uh, was the idea of him wanting to clear his name. And when I first heard him say that today, I asked myself, and it's the first time we've heard from Deshaun uh, since his introductory press conference, tweets and Instagram stories aside, um, or posts aside. When I first heard him say he just looks forward to clearing his name, I asked myself, in this day and age, when it comes to the court of public opinion, and that's what he's referring to, is it even possible? And that's not a rhetorical right. question. Right. I mean it sincerely. Is it even possible? Because let's let's point out first of all, and you alluded to it a second ago, Michael. You alluded, you just alluded to it. For some, there is no clearing to do. For some, Deshaun Watson is the victim. For some, right. his reputation is completely intact. Okay. For others, no matter what, based on what they've read and based on what they assume. It doesn't matter how these 24 soon to be 26 lawsuits play out. They've already presumed him guilty yeah. in the court of public opinion. They've already assumed that he did something even when it comes, you know, many people wrongfully like to point to the grand juries declining to indict as evidence of his innocence. That's just evidence yeah. that they couldn't find enough evidence to warrant criminal charges and we can get into the New York Times reporting about all the things that went on behind the scenes when it came to what uh, the prosecutor presented to the grand jury. But point is, and we, you and I went back and forth about this before, just as that is not proof of his innocence that they did not indict. We also can't say, well, he's guilty regardless. You understand what I'm saying? But many yeah, people right. will still presume his guilt based on the circumstantial evidence. So Michael barring barring not only him winning all 26 cases in civil court, but and in the process proving a grand conspiracy on the part of Tony Busby and his accusers. For some, there is nothing he can do to clear his name. He will be viewed as a serial predator. The takeaway that I had from today as I watched Deshaun Watson, who I'll remind everybody again, unusually, he insisted upon no non-disclosure agreement in the settlement talks. 
Usually that's yeah. standard. And usually you want a non-disclosure agreement. The reason why these things weren't settled from Jump Street, forget when the Dolphins got involved. The reason why these things weren't settled from Jump Street was he did not want a non-disclosure agreement. So what is so clear here, and not that I would expect anybody to get up and make an admission of guilt, but what continues to be clear here is that he has his version of the truth. That's not saying he's lying. That's saying he yeah. has his version of the truth. These women, Does some believe they're a the lie. Truth? They have their version of the truth, and he believes his version is the truth because otherwise he sits, he sits there and proclaims his innocence, and again, he held up the, the, settlement, the settlement talks. And these things probably could be settled. He's got plenty. Michael, they, can't, they would not realistically ask for enough money that would make him blink given the money he just got. Right. He can settle well, this right now. That's what I'm asking. He doesn't have to fight okay. this. He seems to want to fight it. That's what's so fascinating about this. Is it his version of the truth or is it some type of hybrid? You know, it, it the, the one I said you can't really learn anything from these conversations. Yeah, but I just in the in the back of my mind, I just keep wondering. Where's Deshaun Watson and where's Rusty Harden in, in these comments. Is this Deshaun just speaking for himself or is this coaching? It's a combination. Like, I felt like the it's a point. Combination, probably. I felt like the point. Hopefully was he's being coached. When he That's said, what he's paying Rusty Harden for, right? <laughs> I hope he's yeah, being coached. Yeah, okay. But you know what? <laughs> Unless he's just paying I, Rusty there, Harden to say coaching. ridiculous things on the radio. <laughs> no, okay. But there's coaching for something that I want and then there's coaching mm -hmm. for something that you want. Right. So I think coaching is good if it's for what I want. I, I just wonder like his when he said, oh, I want to just address that. I have no regrets comment that sounded mm -hmm. like lawyer speak. Hey, and uh, just, uh, you know, I regret what it's done to my teammates in the community and all this stuff. Like, okay, it did. It's how it does sounded he really PR, feel about like it? PR. Yeah, yeah. It, sounded, it sounded like he was how trying to say the right thing. Yeah, what well, I, but I think want? does he want to but I don't does think he want to settle. I, no, or do they I, want to settle? No. No, he never wanted to settle because him settling was, and I think most people see it this way, would be viewed as an admission of guilt. So another it's, word is denial. Not only is he, and again, I'm not here to proclaim his guilt or innocence, but understand the, 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 how I'm, I'm structuring this next sentence. Not only is he denying that he did anything, he could be in denial about what happened. I do believe to answer your question directly, Michael, I believe everything he's saying, maybe, maybe how it's structured is, is polished and from a PR standpoint, but I believe he is speaking his truth. But really at this point, Michael, and I said this before I say it again, I don't know that the truth matters because we'll, we'll arrive at more probable than not, or we'll arrive at, you know, uh, culpability or, um, preponderance of evidence in civil court, I guess, and people could deduce the truth. But from the, from the NFL standpoint, from a practical application standpoint, how's the NFL supposed to arrive at the truth? The, the NFL is going to arrive well, at an informed opinion. And, and that yeah, opinion, but, and what they do with that informed opinion, the action that the NFL take, takes is not about whether your name it needs clearing or not, whether you believe you did anything illegal or unethical or immoral or not. It's going to be not about your name, Deshaun Watson. It's about the NFL's name. Whatever the NFL does, whenever it does it, it's not going to have anything to do with the truth. It's going to have to do with the fact that this is a bad look. 
because whether it's six or 26, this is a bad look that continues to get worse. Well, yeah, but I, you know, I wonder if his motivation for not settling is, mm-hmm. hey, the way it will look, or, you know, people might say that this is an admission of guilt. All right. That ship has already sailed. Right. I, you right. know, one thing, one thing, what, one thing I've learned is that you'll be amazed, and, and you wouldn't, uh, but you know, I, I would say this to younger people. I'd say this to, I'd say this to kids. I'd say this to high school graduates or those going into high school. You'll be amazed at what your own perception is of yourself, of your your own, your own perception of your actions is versus what somebody thinks of what you're doing. Oh no, and that's it's still often a disconnect. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. That's still very applicable. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for this adult, for this adult, yeah, it's still very applicable. Oh, but yes. but but I'm saying like, you can't go about making decisions because if you right. say if you're Deshaun Watson, if you think right at this point, hey, if I don't settle, if I don't settle, then that will clear my name. That will prove something. No, because if you don't settle, you're still going to be suspended by the NFL. Whether if right. you settle 18, if you settle 22. If you don't settle any of them, the NFL is going to suspend him. That's going to but happen. Wait, but there's one other thing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're that's profound that. what you said. You can't go around operating and making decisions based on trying to, you know, please the public. But there's the other aspect of this, and this is the part that, regardless of how you feel, regardless of how I feel, regardless of how anybody out there feels, there's a very real possibility that Deshaun Watson feels he's innocent. And even if settling it is the most expedient and the most efficient way of making this go away, maybe he just doesn't want to settle. It could really yeah, be that simple. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not settling. And, and that, that doesn't sit well with, uh, with people on the outside because we've, again, we've already drawn our conclusion as the jury in the court of public opinion. But if you're Deshaun Watson and you are accused of these things and you believe in your heart of hearts that you didn't settle or excuse me that you did nothing wrong despite the advice of your agent, your lawyer, your marketing guy or your, your, your family, your organization. I, I'm willing to bet that quite a few people already have encouraged Deshaun Watson to settle and make this thing go away. So to go back to your previous question, like what's Watson and what's Harden? I got to imagine. I got to imagine that if this is Harden, this is Rusty Harden. This is gone. This is long gone. This is over. Yeah, I think Deshaun Watson is the reason why 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 he's still standing up here answering these questions because he believes that he did nothing wrong and therefore should not settle even if settling would have made the problem go away before it got this big and would make it go away now before he's looking at lawsuits into the next year or two. Listen, I, and, and you know, there's there's so many things now. I, okay, I'm gonna exaggerate here uh, to a degree, but you know. You almost forget that we had we had a quarterback rankings. We had Brother Sims on last week talking about quarterback rankings, very entertaining. And he had Deshaun Watson at what? 13? 13. Maybe. I had him, what did I have him at? Seven? I had him you at had seven. You had him at seven? At seven. Yeah. yeah. You almost forget That's Deshaun something. Watson's a quarterback. You almost forget that Deshaun yeah, Watson's a quarterback. I was gonna say he's not an actor. You, he's not an actor. Yeah, you heard This you ain't heard Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I think his name has been said more in this context than it than it was his entire football career. Like we've talked about Deshaun Watson year round. That's not a good thing. When you're an athlete, they talk about you year round 
and it has nothing to do with what you've done on the field unless you're doing some great philanthropic project. It's usually not I think, a good thing. I think it's it started. One. It started with the trade request. Yeah. Just, but I, I, but yes, you're absolutely right. He's been in the news more now than he was when he was ball, balling out at with, with Houston and even for that matter, Clemson. But at I Clemson. think it started really with the trade request. When he requested the trade and after the 20 season, everybody was like speculating about where he would go, what they would get for him. He became a, a bigger story then, and then a different kind of big story in March of 2021. I'm not rooting for this. Now, now I, I want to make this clear. I'm not rooting for this. Because um, I've, I've spoken with Andrew Barry a couple of times, and mm-hmm. I really like him. I really like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to college here up the road at Harvard, and, and we've had some really uh, good conversations. You know, briefly, I'm not saying it's like some deep relationship, but it's, it's good. I, yeah. I really enjoy talking with him. But Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski happen to work for one of the most unstable, irrational, erratic, franchises in the NFL. Now it's not the worst, but it's in the bottom five still until they prove otherwise they're in the bottom five. Maybe they're coming up. They got a lot of talent, but just based on their the last based on the last generation. Okay, based on the last 20 years. I think they've earned they've earned that title. So if you're Jimmy Haslam, you're getting heat publicly Jimmy and D Haslam, you're getting heat for all the things you've said about Deshaun Watson, you've backed him. You're not going to sell your franchise. And last year they were disappointing. So not only did they bring in Deshaun Watson and guarantee him all this money, they have Baker Mayfield. He's still there. They don't know what to do yeah, with him. Hey, just go home. Yeah. Hey, take a paid vacation. Go home, Baker. It's mutual he, until we trade money. you. Yeah. And let's say, let's say. The thing falls apart this year. Let's say Deshaun Watson is suspended. Let's say they go eight and nine. Let's say they go seven and ten. I, I can't say that hey Kevin's that Jimmy Haslam and D Haslam, they're gonna stick with Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry through this. When it really starts to get thick and it starts to get hot, what I've seen from Jimmy Haslam is he blames somebody else. He ain't gonna say it's on me. It's on you. See you later. This is such a big move. Like Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry went all in on a guy and they put their careers on the line. Now, I'm not saying they'll be out of it forever, but they really put their careers on the line for this player. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. But let's not forget... As Steve Weiss from NFL Network joins us, let's not forget that if they didn't do it, somebody else was going to. At least five other right. teams and, were going to. And when they, they would have fully been, guaranteed the contract. And their careers would have been on the line. So too. the the Browns have the Browns made this bed. They got to sleep in it. Somebody else would have happily slept in it. That's how good a football player we're talking about. Steve Weiss, what would your takeaway from uh, Deshaun Watson meeting with the media at mandatory minicamp? Uh, earlier today? No, I actually haven't seen it yet, guys. I was uh, in my car driving, so I haven't seen it, but. From, from, someone actually was there and called me about it and said, look, you know, he continued to deny. He mm-hmm. continues to hold the same position that he's held. 
And, you know, to piggyback on what you guys are saying, don't think any of these decisions were made without the blessing of Jimmy and Dee Hassel. From the restructuring of the contract to outbidding every team to guaranteeing that contract, no GM and no head coach has the authority to do that without the blessing of ownership. So, Michael Holly, love you, brother, but they aren't getting rid of Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski if this doesn't go well because they're complicit, right? These guys, you know, they're, they're going to be supported through this. So this whole decision was an organizational decision. They are committed to him. Baker is not coming in there playing for however many games Deshaun is suspended. And then, you know, once they, you know, once Deshaun comes back, they're trading Baker. That ship has sailed. They are committed to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. They don't have much of a choice. That's uh, it. Weiss. What, now, Weiss, I'm just saying, just to be clear, I'm not saying they should do that. Jimmy and D has them. They shouldn't do that. But I just looking at their history. I don't think they're committed to anything except for the Haslam. Oh, no, they're no, not committed no, to no, anything. No, don't fool yourself. Do not fool yourself on this. Do not fool yourself on this. I mean, from everything I've heard, everyone in that building, they're all in. I mean, in terms of at least football box. Right? They're in. They gave up three draft picks. It's not just the contract. They're all in. They got to see this thing through. From everything they're seeing on the field, he looks fantastic. From the way he's engaging with his teammates, he's been fantastic. Like he's been the model guy. Well, there's this thing over here, which could sink them, which is bringing negative attention to the franchise. And they are willing to ride all through it. It's June now. It is not September. We'll take the we'll yeah. take the right now. The football starts. That's what we're going to We got to get uh, two more quick ones in. But last thing on Deshaun before we go to the guy he replaced, who you referenced a second ago. I said to Michael earlier, and, and, and you know, he, nothing that he didn't know. The league's decision making isn't going to have anything to do with. The, the status of Deshaun's reputation and whether or not he can successfully clear his name. This is about the NFL's image. What's the latest on where things stand in terms of how they're receiving, whether it's the, the real sports interview and the subsequent lawsuits. I think it was two lawsuits since then in the last 15 days and another two on the way to bring a total to 26, not to mention the New York Times report. How's the league processing this and factoring into their decision making? Yeah, look, I, I don't have any direct knowledge of how the process is yeah. there, but, you know, I know how the league operates. They hate this, right? This is something they wish they did not have to deal with because they're having to do an independent investigation into this and to one of what was their star players who was held up as a great guy who now have all these accusations of how he's treated these multitudes, according to the New York Times, more than 60 massage therapists, which I think to the layman is like, why do you need 60 massage therapists? When one, the team has some of the best massage therapists in every every NFL team in that market. And two, when most of us treat a massage therapist like we treat a barber or hairstylist, once you find that one, you stick with them because they get they get everything out. So I'm sure the league, image wise, is is like they hate this. And you know, we're expecting some type of answer as to what punishment could be within the next few weeks. And I'm sure they would rather get that part out of the way as soon as possible now so they can move on to the next phase of things. Hey, we got to move on shortly, but I got to say, I love the approach of the Carolina Panthers. Just accumulate the stress 
assets at quarterback if possible. Let them all have tryouts. I mean, Matt Corral, third round pick is not distressed, but nonetheless, you get a value pick there out of Ole Miss. You got Sam Darnold reclamation from the Jets, and reportedly, they're still talking to Cleveland about getting Baker Mayfield to hang up as the salary. What do you know there? Yeah, I mean, look, I do think Carolina more so than Seattle, even though I don't Seattle's out of it, are in the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes. And like you said, the hang-up is Baker is owed almost $19 million, and these teams do not want to absorb all of that salary so will the Browns pay a good chunk of that at some point to get Baker out of the picture? We have seen teams do that. The Texans, I forget the player, it might have even been DeAndre Hopkins. They paid some of this salary to go to another team. Um, so this is not uncommon for things to, to happen. So I do think Baker will be traded at some point. It's just a matter of when. Like I said, I would never expect him to see him set foot into that facility again because he doesn't want to, because the team doesn't want to. They're committed to Deshaun Watts. So at some point, he'll be traded for what and how much of the salary the Browns pay is the big hang-up right All right, man. Uh, we're going to hang up with man. you, but we appreciate you, man. Thanks for stopping through and dropping some knowledge. Thank you, Steve. Glad I, if I didn't oh, want coffee, I would already I would have a, a taste for coffee. So That's you. great. Appreciate it. <laughs> if I, 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 think about the coffee. I want, I want Bel Air and Santa Monica. In Hollywood, <laughs> that's what I want. All right, man. Thank if you, you. park in Fall Hills and Crenshaw, don't forget represent. That's right. Take that victory lap. Shout out. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Uh, I'm not afraid to, you know, go over whatever because I'm gonna keep shooting and taking shots that you normally feel like you can make. And you know, I've responded well, you know, when I've had games like that from the three-point line. But I've never—I don't think I've ever been happier um, after over whatever type of night. Just knowing the context of the the game, the other ways you try to impact the game, and the fact that you know you had four guys step up in meaningful ways to help us win offensively. A night that he didn't have it going, we found offense elsewhere. And that's kind of what it's been. But <clears throat> in the same token, if he's got it going, we're going to be heavy Steph Curry. That's just what it is. So the whole notion of this guy doesn't, you know, he doesn't have help. Well, he got 43. He's going to keep shooting. And we're going to keep doing all that we can to get him shooting. So uh, it was huge. And, you know, now, that's good for us. You know, he was 0 for 9 from 3. He's going to be livid going into game 6. And that's exactly what we need. Speaking of livid, I don't know how many people really pay attention to our feeds. Sometimes they compliment each other. Sometimes they talk to each other. Uh, we got a little feed feud going on today. So the floor is yours. Well, I'm going to start. I don't want to talk about the feed feud first. I'm going to talk about this. Oh, say that three times I'm gonna, fast. <laughs> I'm going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk feed about my faith. First. I'm going to talk Ooh, about my faith. Okay. Yes. And how if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, let me be a witness 
because I got down on my hands and knees before coming on this show today because the Holy Spirit is the reason I'm not cussing you out today. The Holy Spirit is the reason you can love I'm Jesus not calling still you cuss. anything. You anything, can love Jesus and still cuss. <laughs> I don't remember Jesus cussing. Okay, anyway. Don't worry, he'll uh, forgive you. It's all okay, been paid. Yeah, yeah, you know, He's already it, paid it, the cost. The Go right ahead. Go right ahead. That's brother. the reason. Go right ahead. I'm going to call you a child of God and nothing else. But I okay. just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm what? amused. That's I, what I am. I'm amused about. Uh, okay, go ahead. Why? I'm amused by the straw nations that you scatter on your feet. Mm. The straw nations, mm. and I'm also amused how you become like the, uh, you're like the guardian of the Warriors Galaxy when it comes to like any type of criticism of the Warriors. You kind of you kind of take offense at that. So this coming from like, a Boston Homer? From a, this coming from a blatant no, no, no. Boston Homer? No, you Dude, take offense. That's that pop meat kettle. No, no. <laughs> oh this is what, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna point right, out. Keep, keep going. Not keep only, going. Not only do you take offense at that, but maybe you just take offense at uh, when I intentionally don't put nuance in something. So when I say you know beginning of the playoffs, I said Boston's better than Brooklyn. Ooh, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 Dave, Dave, whoa. Boston swept, swept Brooklyn. You, you, you didn't like the way I just said it. Like Boston's a better team than Brooklyn. You didn't like it. And then when I say no, Boston, that's not, that's not accurate, but keep cooking. You didn't like that. No, you that's didn't. Not, that's not, you didn't. That's you said accurate, that. You, that's okay. How can you say okay. that? You, it's a pick. You know, I got a, a no, pick them or what I said. Celtics and six or whatever it is. You didn't like it. You didn't like the way I said it. All right. Definitive. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let that's you. That's what I remember. All right. I'll, okay. But that's, that's what you are. There we go. You that's me. your truth. That's your that's truth. That's what I remember. <laughs> that's, okay. I, I, I know my truth. I know my truth. That's your truth. Okay. Great. There, there we go. But moving forward to when I said Boston is a better team in Golden State mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before the series started, Boston's better. Yep. And I stand by the process of what I came, you know, we didn't see the series. I didn't, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but going into the series, I look at what Boston has, I look at what Golden State has, how they might match up. I think Boston's a better team. Right now they're down three mm-hmm. games to two. But the reason that's not, that's not even outrageous, and I'm wondering why you take offense at it, because I'm you said, you said in your feed that the more desperate team, which I reject, but the more desperate team is Boston. And so you've got Warriors in seven. If you've got Warriors in seven, you got this series going to the limit. That means anybody can win it. And if Boston wins it, you'll say Boston is the better team. So what's the problem? What's the problem of saying a team that wins the NBA finals in seven games is better than the other team that loses the NBA Finals in seven games. I don't get it. Help me out. I can't because I don't get a word. I don't. I listen carefully. I don't understand the thing you just said. Maybe and maybe that's all oh, me. Let me. Maybe let that's me say a flaw. Maybe that's me. It, no. Okay. Let, let me say. Let, okay. me, let me. Let me say it better. Okay. Let me say it better. Okay. Okay. If you are offended, I'm not by me. I'll reject the premise. Well, okay, but <laughs> well, why'd you put in your feet? You said please stop. You said please stop saying Boston's a better team because they're not. You said that. They're okay, not right, like right. they're not a better team. Opinion. That doesn't okay, mean fine. I'm offended by okay. it. 
They're not oh, a better team. Well, hold, and what does that me. even mean? So you can understand. Because since you don't understand, I'm going to do it slower. So you'll get it. You say they're not better. But you think the series is going seven games. Boston's yes, not better. But Boston seven. can make it to a game seven. If yeah. Boston wins game seven, will Boston be the better team than Golden State? Sure. But that's... but. So that, here's the irony the of everything you're saying. You started off by saying the straw nation and everything you just said was built on a straw man. I don't have, I'm not offended by you thinking that Boston is the better I'm, team. I'm, I disagree. I'm looking at your tone and I in. I'm looking at your tone. I disagree that Boston is the better team and better team meaning what better on paper more talented part of Boston's DNA is they turn the ball over. So you can't say the, the better team, but for all the times that they either turn it over or force them to turn it over and give away that's the false. game. You can't say the they're way, the better team. I know you like analytics, but technically that's false because the Warriors they don't turn the ball over. Turn it over more than Boston. That's false. That's false. I didn't say I mean, anything about like, the Warriors. I'm saying that Boston turns it over. Boston, part of their Boston, DNA is that they Bo turn it over, but the Warriors Boston, turn it over okay. more. Just, when just, Boston I mean, turns it over 16 to, oh, oh, now you want to do the facts? Okay, fine. When Boston turns oh, yeah. over 16 times, they lose a lot. When they don't turn it over 16 times, they win. They turn it over 18 times. The Warriors have scored over 100 points off the Boston, off of Boston's turnovers. That's the most in NBA Finals history through five games. So there's your facts. So what I'm saying is you can't say that Boston is a better team if Boston isn't playing better than the Warriors. The reason I picked Golden State in seven, whereas you had Boston in five, is because at minimum these teams are very close. I wasn't offended. I thought that you underestimated Golden State in this matchup vis-a-vis -vis their physicality, as they say nowadays. There we go. That's their a ability fair, to that's defend. The first, that is, that's the first that is statement what I, you made that I agree with. I did. That is a fair point. That is the first. So I was never offended you if you thought that Boston was better. But I would think that as the facts change, so would your opinion. And watching this series, you can't watch this series through five games. Forget about go to say being up 3-2 and say Boston's better. That's part one. But part two, setting aside our pettiness, the sports talk gods have a sense of humor. Because what I enjoyed last night, talking about praying to God, but what I enjoyed last night was we spent yesterday's show bickering about Steph Curry versus Jason Tatum and who the best player was in general in a vacuum, who had been the best player through the first four games of the series. And Andrew Wiggins decided that he was going to be the best player on the floor last night. That's what I got a kick out of that. And the Andrew Wiggins story might be the best story of these finals. And he's not going to be finals MVP. But he's gotten something probably just as valuable, if intangible, and that's a respect. And that's respect. Because I don't think that people would have attached the B word to Andrew Wiggins before this series. But they no. would have said he was at least disappointing. He's already been traded twice. He was supposed to be pipping to LeBron's Jordan. LeBron was like, I ain't got time for that. Go get me Kevin Love. Minnesota, we know what happened there. He goes to Golden State, doesn't have that same pressure. And a lot of the criticism on Wiggins. They were fair within the context of a max player of a number one overall pick. It's not just that the Warriors asked less of him and utilized him better, but it's also that their culture and their environment brought out the most in him and he has risen to the occasion. So that's all I got out of last night is just like,
damn, Andrew Wiggins has really arrived and it took him a while and it took him a couple of trades, but he's arrived. And I just thought that was funny given that we were bickering about best player. Steph nor Tatum could hold a candle to Andrew Wiggins last night. By the way, I was never uh, I was never debating you. We figured this out. I was never debating you about best player in the series. I was doing it overall. So yeah, Curry versus Tatum. It was not about the series. Tatum uh, has not played well in the series. Uh, Steph Curry has played very well shot in the well. series, despite he hasn't shot well. Despite, There's been some spots where Tatum's well, been effective, as he pointed out, passing the ball. Yeah, but you know, pretty good. Yeah. For his his stats from two point range going into last night with the oh, lowest terrible. NBA yeah. Finals history, yeah, for a guy who yeah. has played as much as he has. That's what I say. Yeah, so that's what I say. He has shot well, but I, but 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 the straw and, man thing. I don't like, use straw man. I listen to what you're saying. You said no, 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 no. Or it was said no, on this show no, no. that Steph Curry had to go off in order for the Warriors to win. That the Warriors but I never could not said that, that sustain. Item, but you got to speak facts. That they could to me, not though. sustain a struggle. Listen, okay, here's brother. A fact. You don't I'm remember what you say. You, what you, write. you don't remember. I'm you don't hold, remember what you say. I'm holding you to what you say. No, 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 no. You don't remember what you say. I gotta hold. No, no, no. Stop. I gotta hold you to what you write. You said Steph has to score forty. I never said that. I never said he has to score forty because sure he scored forty once in this six. I said he got to go off. And I know what oh. I said. Oh. I said. Got to go off. Sorry. I said okay. Jason Tatum. Now this is wrong. My bad. What I said was My wrong. Bad. I said Jason Tatum had Tatum had a three for 17 in game one and they won. I said Steph can't have a game like that in the Warriors win. Sorry, that's I a couldn't lot different than saying. Sorry, I couldn't fit all that in lot, one line. Well, I'm holding well, you to what you lie. said. You holding me to it's what better, I write. It's easy to lie. It's all on tape. You are it's all lying. on tape. Because I ain't saying that. It's all on tape. Oh, okay, you want to get by on semantics. I, you, you, no, it's you not are semantics. a goalpost it's moving truth, Michael. semantic. No, you. The semantics? truth is, you can't keep track of what you're saying. Did I say Here's that? Here's the Celtics. Yes or no? Here's what the Celtics. Don't yes worry about no? what you said. Did Here's what the Celtics that? said last yes night. Yes or no? Here's what the Celtics said last night. Roll inside. I said it before. We, you better be confident, right? Um, you know, we ain't got to win two in one day. We just got to win one game um, on Thursday, and. We've been in this situation before, so you know it, it's not over. We got to win on Thursday, and that's all we got to worry about right now. No, I ain't got no choice. We don't have no choice. It's want to go home at this point. Um, we didn't worked incredibly hard all season to put ourselves in this position. I still feel like we have so much more better basketball to play that we haven't played in the last two games, and uh, I'm hoping that the next two games we play. Celtic basketball and put our best foot forward like I know we can. And I know the city's going to be behind us. It's going to be a big game six. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Hey, J.A. I mean, Celtics basketball seems to be responding when the pressure's on, when their back's against the wall. Before last night, they hadn't lost consecutive games all playoffs. I don't think they lost consecutive games that they tried to win since January. So that sometimes things are a cliche because they're true. The hardest thing to do is to close out a team on the road. How do you see the rest of this series going? Do you see this going back to a winner take all <laughs> yeah, things going? Has anyone been successful in trying to forecast? No, the way this no, series has gone not at all. Not um, this series. So, no. so the entirety of possibilities and there's not a whole wide range left. Uh, really three options, I guess. Um, one thing you mentioned uh, the difficulty in closing out teams on the road. The Warriors have yet to do so this year. They've had a chance in each of the three previous series. 
and they're 0 for 3 when trying to, to end a series on the road. So, so that's sitting there. Um, but again, we've seen a lot of things in the past haven't held true in this series. The Warriors hadn't lost a home game until this series in these playoffs. The Celtics hadn't lost back-to-back games in these playoffs until game four last night. Um, the, the hard thing about it is that you have a lot of variance in the era of three-point shooting, right? And this is a weird subset of that era because it used to be that you basically look at the box score after the game and it's really simple. The team that made the most three-point shots won the game. That's what basketball has been reduced to in, in a lot of ways. In this series, it's really been about the timing of three-pointers. And that's why there's been so much variance because as teams are so dependent on the three-pointer, that's not a reliable shot. It's going to come and go. And last night, the Celtics missed their first 12 three-point attempts, and then they made eight in a row, and they, they come all the way back from that one-time 16-point deficit to take the lead in the third quarter. And then they started to go cold again from three-pointer. Um, one reason why the, the, uh, the Warriors have a lead, it's not been their three-point shooting that's gotten them this far. It's their ability to have a variety of shots and to get to the basket and to take advantage of whenever Robert Williams is out to score inside. You know, Jay, you've watched a lot of uh, NBA finals uh, and finalists. I'm wondering, who do the Celtics remind you of? Do they remind you of uh, any kind of team in the finals? They're a young team. They're not quite Oklahoma City in 2012. A little bit. That's one thing I'm thinking, because remember, Oklahoma City won the first game of that series, and they proceeded to lose the next four. And so it looked like, oh, okay, this was their first finals for a lot of the guys on that team. Um, And they were up to the challenge in the first game. And then as it went on, I'll never forget, uh, someone with Oklahoma City told me as they got into like game four and, and they could see the series getting away from them. And he said, the stage is a little bit too big for them. The lights are a little too bright for this team at that time. Obviously, Kevin Durant went on to become an all-time great finals performer. But at that time, he wasn't ready. Um, so I see a little bit of that in these Celtics. Really, though, I see more of the 2002 Sacramento Kings. And I was just hearing your discussion about which is the better team. And the 2002 Kings were the better team than the Los Angeles Lakers that year. Uh, They finished with a better record during the regular season. They were deeper one through nine than the Lakers. But the Lakers had the two best players on the court. Um, You could argue that that the Warriors have had the two best players on the court. And those two have been Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins throughout the course of this series. And the Lakers had the experience factor. And I think you are starting to see that come into play. So it doesn't remind me of another finals matchup so much as it reminds me of the 2002 Western Conference Finals in which the Kings had a better roster, but the Lakers ultimately proved to be superior. And, you know, I'm differentiating between better team and the superior team and the intangibles By the way, come into play when you're talking about who's superior. You do know, hey, if your email is up there, you're making a very triggering comment to the people of Sacramento who still are upset. What was that, game six? <laughs> Is that game six there? The yeah, yeah, the but you know, they still had game seven at home and they missed like a dozen yeah. free throws and all the other stuff. So I never, ever, 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 ever want to hear about the fact, oh, the referees caught. No, you had a game seven at home. At that point, 80% of the teams that played game seven at home won. It's, it's now it's like a 50-50 proposition, which yeah. is another thing yeah. that bodes well for the Celtics, which is a reason that this series is not over in the NBA Finals. But back then, you had a game seven at home. I think that I think they became the first team to lose an overtime game seven at home. So yeah, I, I never want to ever hear any of that conversation. Um, speaking of conversations, this is where reputations are made and, and legacies are forged. Not that Steph's was ever in question. He wasn't necessarily he didn't need a finals MVP to legitimize his legacy, but 
the presumption presumptive MVP should they hold on and win certainly does bolster it. Meanwhile, Andrew Wiggins been his coming out party, uh, you know, much more so than a regular season all star selection. What do you what uh, what do you think of, of what these finals so far again? Celtics could certainly are capable of winning these next two. They did it before uh, against Milwaukee. But as it stands now, what have these finals done for both the reputations of Steph Curry and as of last night, Andrew Wiggins? It's funny because it's enhanced Curry. And I think if he as long as he doesn't play the way he did last night, I think if he plays the way he's yeah. played over the course of this series, I think they could even stand to lose the next two games, and it's possible he could wind up being the finals MVP. Um, oh, four people hate voted it. for LeBron when they won it. Um, oh. Who's been the best player? Who's been more consistent than him in this series? Oh, so um, what? But, so but, what? but it's on. funny because it, it, do it could change. But if he wins, though, if he wins with that game four there, then you know what? It reminds me of, of Tom Brady the year that he beat Atlanta because going into that, I had the feeling that nothing could alter Brady. He was set and secure. His place had been sealed. Yeah. You know, nothing he could do in that game, positive or negative, right. was going to change how we thought about it. And then he brings the team right. back from a 28 to 3 deficit. I and he's overtime game winning drive. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You know, so, yeah. so it actually, and Michael Hawley, you and I discussed this before the series. I mentioned going in that if Steph Curry didn't win a game and didn't score a point, he's still in a cub, club with LeBron, Magic, Bird, MJ. I'm leaving out somebody, I think. But but those are the guys. He's in that group that's won multiple championships and multiple uh, regular season MVPs. So he's already in that club. Again, if he didn't do a single thing in that thing. and But now he could potentially add a finals MVP to that. Um, he also uh, is the, the all-time leading three-point shooter in the history of the game. That wasn't going to change. And he um, he has his moment. That's that's what he got out of these finals, though, that he didn't have was, you know, you need that. It is a narrative, but, you know, all this thing, is it's all it's all subjective, right? So you need narrative-based moments, and he had that game four. He'll always have that game four, even if they lose this series. But again, remember, MJ, one of the one of the great moments in the MJ story was a six or three-point game that he scored uh, against the Boston Celtics, they lost that game. They got swept in that series. And yet that's still a part of the, a huge part of the MJ lore. So I think even if they lose the next two games, I think that game four performance is part of the, the lore of Stephen Curry. And on, as we go to break, Wiggins? Gonna... Wiggins, um, it, 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 I mean, it shows his, he's able to adjust. And yes, it will change the way we think of him. Um, Sometimes we learn we have to reevaluate people's positions, right? So, you know, franchise player, all the expectations you might have from a number one overall pick. No, not that. But a guy who can play a major role on a championship team as maybe the secondary or tertiary player. Hey, there's, there's a great value in that. Ask Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Real quick, who wins on Thursday? All time. <laughs> who wins on Thursday? I don't know. Nothing has gone the way you'd expect. So just the, the Warriors, just because it's unexpected. To beat them three straight times, I, I, I don't, you know, I think it's unexpected. So go with All the right, brother, We appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. 
Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. So once again, we heard from Deshaun Watson from his own mouth, not his attorney, not his social media accounts. We heard him uh, answer questions for about 10 minutes, I believe, uh, from the Cleveland media at Brown's mandatory minicamp. And he said he doesn't want to settle. He just wants to be clear. Uh, his name, Ashley Nicole Moss, a name you should all be familiar with by now, is back here with us. Um, Ashley, what, if anything, did Deshaun answering questions do for you today, especially in light of everything that's happened since we last saw you? A Real Sports uh, package, a New York Times report, and at least four new lawsuits added to uh, the existing ones. Um, I don't think it did anything different than the initial Browns press conference did when he was first introduced, right? It was a lot of the same sentiments. It was a lot of the same remarks and phrases. Um, so it's not anything groundbreaking. Obviously, he wants to clear his name. Obviously, he just wants to focus on football. We know that. Unfortunately, that's just not what the case is going to be, right? There's just a lot in his direction and it just keeps coming. And unfortunately, these are questions that he's going to have to field throughout the season. If he plays this season, even if he doesn't, he's going to have to field them in a different space. And the Browns organization, and unfortunately, maybe even his teammates and the coaches and, you know, everyone involved in bringing him to Cleveland is going to constantly have to answer these questions. The exposés aren't stopping. The lawsuits aren't stopping. The accusations aren't stopping. And until there's some sort of rectification of all of this until there's some sort of just uh, cemented um, results, whether it is positive or negative, it's just going to continue to happen. It's going to continue to be a conversation. And like I said, I don't think it was anything groundbreaking. I just think that it's just going to be a perpetual conversation, really. You know what? If, if uh, let's say the legal team came to you, Ashley, and said, look, uh, we're not handling this well, and we want a smart uh, commentator like you to help us figure it out, what should we do? What should our approach be going forward? What would you tell them? I think there needs to be a little bit more focus on the human aspect of this than the football aspect. I think that we've seen you know, commentary focus primarily on what an incredible athlete is, and he's very gifted. You know, I don't think anybody can say that he's not gifted on the football field and that, you know, in different circumstances, this is the quarterback that you would want, right? When he was first drafted, everybody wanted him. And it was, he fell into the hands of the Houston Texans and, you know, people everywhere were like, how did we let that happen? So you can't take that away from him and you shouldn't. But I think that also because we are so enamored as a society with the athletic ability of, you know, athletes and what they're able to do that the normal quote unquote person is not, we forget the human aspect of things. And, you know, 66 accusations and 24 civil lawsuits, you know, is something that you can't ignore. And I feel like people sometimes may feel like they just want to keep it in the sports realm. And unfortunately, when you're talking about accusations as serious and severe as this that affect or allegedly affect so many different women, you have to look uh, you have to look at it under a different microscope. 
And that microscope yeah. includes looking at it from a human aspect and how that is affecting, you know, the women who are accusing him of certain things and how it is going to look to the fan base and to the city of Cleveland. There's there's multiple layers to the conversation outside of just him as an athlete. It's like I said early on, uh, we cannot default to centering the quarterback in these conversations. Let's uh, shift the conversation, make a hard pivot to the NBA Finals, and I'll just ask you broadly, Ashley. You know, you know, since you're obviously an outsider, you don't have to worry about your team being here anytime soon. That was just too. That was just way too easy. Way too easy. But what What is the story of these finals to you, individually, theme? Just what's the story of the finals so far? I think individually, you know, it's the old dogs, if you will, versus the new dogs. I think a lot of people thought that the window for a championship was closing for the Golden State Warriors. I was not one of those people, by the way. I just want to put that out there. And then I think, you know, it's really the difference maker that the right coach can be for a specific team. Obviously, the Boston Celtics have a lot of talent, and I think some may even say, you know, roster for roster, they're the more talented team. You know, it just goes to show chemistry matters. It goes to show history matters. It goes to show experience matters. And I think as a whole, this finals and the playoffs in general, I think the unpredictability factor of it and the constant roller coaster and the sometimes blowouts and the sometimes, you know, teams advancing that you did not have in your prediction showcase the changing of the guards in the NBA. And what I mean by that is I think the era of the super teams, and I've said this time and time again, is dying or it's dead. I think you're seeing a lot more teams going through what the Warriors have done, and that's homegrown talent that they're really willing to invest into and develop to see that result and to reap those benefits years later and to do it continually for a certain amount of seasons. You saw the same thing in Boston. Obviously, the coaching situation was really what they needed their help with, but this team, for the most part, has been together. It's obviously the addition of Ime Odoka, who's a difference factor. You see it with the Grizzlies, homegrown guys. You see it with Miami, homegrown guys, guys that flew under the radar a lot of other teams. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is a superstar, but a lot of those guys flew under the radar in the draft and things like that and have really been developed to be the team that they are. So I think, yeah. you know, the era of the big three in Brooklyn and five Hall of Famers and your starting five and the Lakers and even the Philadelphia 76ers where, you know, James Harden, Joel Embiid and yeah. trying to make magic happen quick. I think we're, right. I think we're done with that era. Yeah. Hey, uh, we are done. But listen, if the Knicks are listening, get this young lady in your front office, please. In the meantime, I'm come saying, back to I'm saying, Michael, I have been trying to tell them this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see y'all All right, later. Ashley, you'd be a great GM. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.